This is a moment in wine and hip hop presented to you by Jermaine Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me up, bro. Check this out. Oh yeah. You'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Welcome to another episode of Wine and Hip Hop. It's your man Jermaine Showtime Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine, aka the Czar Vibes. We in Brooklyn right now. Yeah, the borough. We got a kid from Brooklyn, Tony Rock, man. What's good? Thank you, man. Thanks for joining us on Wine and Hip Hop. I'm Appreciate Tony Rock, aka. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. See, so tragedy was up here the other right. day, and he um, he came with a dope aka. He walked away. His name was Young Von Donger by the end of the show. Okay. Oh, so I that's like that. your. I like. You know, well, I got I got Tony Rock. One of my boys called me Young Jules ooh. because my father's name is Julius. So he's like you, Young Julius. So he calls me Young Jules. Uh, a couple of people call me Pretty Tony. Uh, you know, the, 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 the fairer sex calls me Pretty Tony. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I ain't gonna be calling you. Nah, nah, no, no, you better not. Ain't no. that type of show. But uh, some people just call me Rock, whatever, you know. Hi, right, you got we, we, we home, man. This, is, this is Brooklyn. I'm home. I feel like I'm welcomed into your borough. Like, we try to keep it as authentic as possible. Oh, this is, don't get no more authentic man. than Atlantic Avenue, Bed-Stuy. Yeah. I'm telling you, Milk River, man. And I feel yeah. like you a legend in this bitch, man. I, um, I, I put some work in it. How, how many bottles you popped in Milk River, you think? Uh, <laughs> if you had to count. I, I just say a hundred. I just say a hundred just to make it a nice round number. I right. say a hundred. Okay, so you like wine? Are you into it? I, at all? I'm not an aficionado like you are, oh, and I've learned more about it since I we, we did the first podcast. Yeah, but uh, I, I enjoy a nice wine. I enjoy, you know. Got you. Are you a red or white guy? Like, what do you prefer? Well, it depends on what you're eating, right? It goes, you know, See, white has to go with fish, and red this, goes with steak. And so, I mean, you could host the show. I'm about to be on your <laughs> show. <laughs> I hope you like red wine because we're actually going to be drinking some of the best red okay. wine in the world right now. In the world, not in the states. Yeah, in the world. No, these these are facts. You know, I knew you were a hip hop head. Absolutely. And wine and hip hop, we always going to be about both of those things. This is really like a selfish project that I put together right. to try to talk about the two things that I like the most. Wine I, I like it. I like it. With people that like both as yeah, well. You pick a job you, you love, it's not work. You know what I'm saying? There like, you go. I, And I'm not trying to work. <laughs> <laughs> you can still get a check, but it's not work. Exactly, right, exactly. Right. Usually we, we pair a bottle of wine with a song okay. that personifies the energy that the song gives us. Okay. In this instance, we got a little bit, we, we went outside of the, the barriers a little bit. I just picked a year. Okay. And I was like, yo, give me some hot shit from 98. Because right. I knew, I knew, you know, just, just knowing the type of music that you like, I knew that you was going to come with some shit. 98 was a very good year for hip-hop music. 98 yeah. might have been the golden era. From like, like the 90s, I'll say the 90s was, right. you had Cash Money, you had No Limit, you had Rock, you had uh, Swiss and his camp. You had uh, Down South was popping. You had uh, ATL. 1998 gave you back that ass up. There you go. That's like. Need that we might, say more? That might be the most important club song of all time. Uh, it's, you it's, think it's, about up it. it's up there. It's up there. Like, 
when back that ass up comes on, it's like a rush to the floor. To this day, to this day, when you hear cash money records taking over for the 99 in the 2000. Now you're working with some ass hand, the bad jam, make a nigga spend his cash hand, his last hand. That'll tell you a lot about the girl you were in the club with. If she don't run to the dance floor, then she doesn't think very highly it, of her twerking it, abilities. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I want to hear juvenile, and I want to hear, I want to smell like, like synthetic weaves <laughs> when I walk in the spot. I want to smell plastic and like sweat. Yes. You know what I mean? That's yes. how you know yes. it's, it's not like that at Milk River though. No, it's not, not, like not, not no. depending on what night. <laughs> Let's keep it funky. Milk River gets a little sweat plastic too. Backing up a little bit, I know you like crazy busy. I only hear about you floating through town for like a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My 2018 started off so power packed. Uh, I had a two-year plan that I started in 15. So 15, we said, and that's we as the team, we're like, we're gonna dedicate the next two years to going hard in every aspect. Every aspect, it's not gonna pay off immediately, but we're gonna see the, the payoff later on. So we just started going so hard with the auditions and pitching TV shows and producing things and yeah. writing our, trying to write our own ticket that by 2018, I was so on So you focus more on producing and writing. Oh, I'm, and yeah, acting. you know what? Because if you watch a sitcom, to this day, if you watch a sitcom, you watch Good Times or any old yeah. sitcom, when the credits roll, yeah. the names behind the cameras stay the same. The same name scroll from Good Times to Happy Days to mm. uh, Cosby Show to Cheers, the same name scroll at the end. But the names in front of the camera, you only see those guys for a few years. So I was try I'm trying to go behind the camera and live forever. So I, I want to, if I can write and still attach myself as a producer, right. I will do that. If I can write and create and just have my own, you know, project that I created for myself, I'll do that. But I just want to be able to continue this journey as long as possible. Right. right. I don't want to have a shelf life, and actors have shelf lives. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so 18, we, uh, 16, 17, we put in all this work, and then 18, I started off. I had a show on the NBA TV. Mm. Uh, I had a show on BET, the CBS show. And uh, it was one more. What else was, was, was CBS was living biblically. Yeah, living living biblically was CBS. <laughs> uh, the warm up was NBA TV. BET was Black Card Revoked, and All Def was on HBO. Mm. So I had four gigs to start the year off, like four TV shows to start the year off, and then we didn't even get to the tour yet. Yeah. So then the tour started, and I went on tour with Mike Epps. I was his opening act for the first quarter. So we did January, February, March with Mike. Then uh, April through. I'll say from April to October, I'm gonna be on my tour, Rock the Mic. Me, my little brother Jordan. Uh, I got a few other cats that I, you know, when Jordan can't make it, I'll put another kid in, let him get some work, some stage time, some, mm -hmm. some money. And now they added more dates for the Mike Epps tour for the fourth quarter. So I right. go back out with Mike for the end of the year and we're doing the West Coast. We're doing, uh, you know, Portland and L uh, LA, San Fran, Oakland, San Diego, Phoenix. I think we're doing Vegas. And you know, it's just just a constant grind, man. I don't I don't even take the time to stop and slow down and look how far we've come from the year, last year. We just keep going. That's wild. Where does the energy come from, man? Like, cause I be getting tired. No, no. I say <laughs> you, if, you, if you pick a job you love, it's not work. <laughs> so having a job I love is not right, work. Right, right, exactly. So moving on, uh, I like to try to get people to wind the hip hop world. Right. So you are into writing and producing on the the. Um, the, the visual side, right? We're gonna get you in that mode on the musical side. Okay. So, if you could pick a rapper uh, and a producer that has never been on the track together that we know of, that's never been on the track together, yeah. and they make a song. Yeah. Who would you throw in there? Hmm. I would pick. I'll go just Blaze 
and okay, we're gonna go old and new. I'm gonna go Just Blaze mm. and Cool G Rap. <laughs> Could you imagine nah, the Just sick. Blaze Cool G Rap song? Because Cool G Rap was about the bars. Yes. Early yes. in the fight, I put out more lights than Con Edison. Up, up, up on the way, because I don't play now. Buck, 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 take that with you on the way down. Yo, fuck. Can mm. we get him in for mm. Cool G Rap real quick? <laughs> The cool I, genius of I'm rap. I'm telling you, we should get some wine also. Um, so we're going to be drinking fly. fly yeah, please, please explain what we're um, drinking here. Uh, this is a bottle of Dujac. Is Domaine Dujac? Yeah, okay. Domaine. As Khaled would call it. I'm going to be honest with you. Jay-Z put me up on this. This is called Dujac. You know what I'm saying? And um, I fell in love with it. 1998 Dujac Charm Chambertin. Dujac is a prolific uh, domain from Burgundy. Okay. And, um, you know, this is pretty much as good as you're going to get. You can tell that because it says Grand Cru on the label. Grand Cru is the top notch. Right. Burgundy spot in France, um, they have levels to how good the vineyards are, mm -hmm. right? And in this spot where it's from in France, it's just like a whole bunch of neighborhoods that just make, that just grow all the best grapes. Okay. And, um, they ha they the government actually recognizes certain ones of quality. So the term crew, all that means is a vineyard or a group of vineyards of recognized quality by the government. By the government, it's so good. The government is like the government we want y'all to know. You know they want. They it's like USDA yeah. for wine. Exactly. Okay. Right, but and they although grade, USDA like, means it's a, very bad. Grade B, all that. <laughs> you don't want no grade B. Right. right. <laughs> So Grand Cru is as good as you're going to get. Okay. Um, well, it starts at the village level. Then you have Premier Cru, and it's weird because on the label it says... Grand Cru, Premier Cru. Pardon me. So village level. Village level. Bottom, right? Okay. Then you got Premier Cru. And okay. on the label it looks like Wonder Cru, which is like... Okay. The village crew is the villagers drink this. Right. It's Well, it's more... It's the village level. Okay. So it kind of... It's all about elevation and right. how close. Right. All this shit is due to like where the sunlight hits it, the type of soil that's in a nice. specific area. Um, there's all of these small details that play into how good the actual grape is going to be. And Grand Cru vineyards are as good as you're going to get in Burgundy. Okay. So this is from a, vine a vineyard area called uh, Charm Chambertin. But Dujac is pretty much one of the best producers in, um, in Burgundy. And, you know, 1998, I just felt like, like I had this in my cellar. And 1998's an amazing, amazing okay. year. And I just wanted to talk about some real hip hop from 1998. So, you know, usually I break the parents down later. But that's the fucking parent. Okay, you know I like what I'm it. Saying? I like so it. We gonna pour I like the first. fact that a brother wearing his hat backwards says, "I found this in my cellar." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Am, am <laughs> Wait, I supposed I to? I'm supposed to sniff it first, right? More. Yeah. Um, give it a little swirl first. You know. Smells like wine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Smells very whiny. I tasked you with picking your favorite song from 1998, which was not easy. Which was not easy. Let me let you know that right now. It was very difficult. Get At Me Dog was that year. Uh, DMX dropped two albums that year wow. within a three-month period. So a lot of DMX songs were that year. Money, Power, Respect was that year from the locks. Mm -hmm. uh, but I went with Twins, Fat Joe and Big Pun, because Big Pun said a line in that song that was 
the epitome of the golden era of hip hop at the time. Mm -hmm. He said, Dead in the middle of little, 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 did we know that we riddle to middle, man, who didn't do diddly. Here to be a cold day and how the day I take it now. Make no mistake for real, I wouldn't hesitate to kill. Mm. So I just could envision in 98, Big Pun was trying to create something that everybody's gonna be talking about. He tried to make a song that when he left the booth, he said, everybody's gonna be talking about this song. People are gonna talk about this song for years. And that's what I'm trying to create in my lane. I'm trying to, when I write a joke or when I perform on stage, I'm trying to create something that people are gonna be talking about for years. Mm. And people are gonna re always refer to that. When they talk about the golden era, they're gonna go back to that verse from Pun right. and say, this is how good it gets. Like you, you said, it's, it's, it's pre not premiere, it's grand right. crew. It's grand crew, exactly. Because it's Ain't no as good as it's gonna get. That was as good as it gets, and yeah. that's why I picked that song. Yeah, Pun, man. Pun was special. Yeah. And I feel like he gets looked over on the top five thing a lot. Only because of the, the uh, amount of work. Some people, some people when, I, when I have the argument sometimes in a barbershop, people don't want to put Biggie in the top five mm. because of the body of work. Right, right. And that's arguably so. It's tough, man. Like, I yeah, I you can't have a big, you know I mean? biggie, biggie. LL, what, a 10, 11 albums? Yeah. He has to be in the argument. Yeah. Jay, as many albums what, as he made. What's the criteria for the argument? It depends. See, everybody's criteria mm. is different. That's mm -hmm. why the barbershop argument is the greatest argument in the world as to who the top five are because everybody has a different criteria and everybody has a valid point as to why their cr criteria is what it is. Right. I like bars. I like beats. See, this is, this is, I like creativity. I like... I like this. I like the rewind factor. Mm. I like to hear it. Oh shit! Bring that back. Yeah. Br Yo, play it again. Bring that. Big it, L. I like ten minutes to listen to a three-minute song because yeah. you got to bring it back so yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like. If yeah. you don't make, if I don't have the rewind factor in your song, I might. The beat might be crazy, but your bars ain't up to par with yeah. the beat. <laughs> the bars might be crazy, but the beat ain't up to par with the bars. Exactly. The rewind factor is okay. This is a perfect symmetry between the bars and the beats right. and I have to hear this over and over again. So this is interesting. Now, if you had to pick one, would you give that would you give that to that pun verse? That was the perfect First of all, the song as we know came right. out before them. There was a deep yeah. cover Dre and Snoop. Mm -hmm. I don't very few times, I'm not going to say never. Very few times has someone taken someone else's song or beat and made it better. Fat Joe and Pun were better than Dre and, and Snoop. You know what's crazy? I didn't know this until recently, but Fat Joe and Pun produced the song. Yeah. Like they listed yeah. as the producers for the song. Yeah. That shit is crazy. Um, and Pun, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Pun was so dope. Joe was his best when Pun Yo, was at his side. I, and did, they didn't really do a lot of back and forth in their career. And the yet. back and forth was the crazy. The back and forth yeah. was crazy. But also, like, I was listening. So when you selected the joint, I was listening to it and it was like. Fat Joe was at his grimiest. Yeah. Like, Fat Joe yeah. was a grim... Like, yeah. I was hanging out in Castle Hill during them times, and, like, Terror Squad was Terror real. Squad. That's another one we missed. We, like, we said The Rock. We said <laughs> Cash Money. Terror Squad was hot. Yeah. Terror Squad was yeah. getting it. I mean, and they was, like, for real in the streets, too. Yeah. Like, when that yeah. shit, when that pun shit dropped, yeah. don't go through Castle Hill, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> But also, like, pun... What was that joint? Dream Shatterer. Carving my initials on your forehead to every night before bed. You see the BP shot off the forehead. We first out, a curse at the first whack. Nigga with the first rap, cause he ain't worth jack. Hit him with a thousand pounds of pressure per slap. Make his whole body shirt back. Watch the earth crack, hand him his first back. Yes. yes. That gotta be like, 
That's to me that just that defines big pun style. I can just imagine him writing and then like, no, I need something more <laughs> insane than that. Wait, and more insane. He was like, hit him with a thousand pounds of pressure per slap. Watch his whole body jerk back. Watch the earth crack. Hand him his purse back. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, one time for big pun, man. Big one pun, time man. for big pun. Damn, like, May he rest in I peace. I saw this video with there was like a cipher where um, they had, and this was a legendary cipher. I saw the video. You saw that yeah. shit? It's like cannabis. Yes, um, and cannabis went, I think, went crazy yeah, long. Yeah, cannabis went, yeah. And then he, he pun spit like 16 and killed yeah, everybody, yeah. Cannabis by DMX. It was like cannabis, yeah. DMX, most deaf. Uh, who else? Was, um, was it, it, wasn't, it wasn't Big L. Mike Geronimo. Mike Geronimo. There. Mike Geronimo, yeah. Uh, that might have been it. I don't know. I hope I didn't forget anybody. But that was like, yeah. like what were they even doing sitting at a table together? That, like, was, the, that was the great era. <laughs> that was, that the, was era. the great era. Um, we always like to catch a yeah. vibe here, so without further ado, we're going to get into uh, Twins, 98. Let's go. Big Let's Hunt, go. Fat Joe, and we're going to get back to this 98 Dujac. Let's do it. Selling. Bitch, with the mask. Smack your bitch, nigga, what? You getting stuck. My trigger figures into yet to fuck. Truck jewels. Jewels. Cruising in the land, pumping cash rules. Last crew to one and quarter hundred trying to pass through. That's true. So who the next to get it? T.S. the best that did it. Get it off your chest, get admitted. And it's here. Yeah. And you don't stop. Classic, man. Classic. We need more of that in hip hop. We need more back and forth. We need Yo, more. What happened to that? Uh, Run DMC. They was they was the guys that did it. So I guess people thought if they did it, they were stealing from them. Houdini kind of did it too. Yeah. I mean, Kissing Styles is like notorious for the back. Yeah, and forth. but you don't see it a lot in it. Like yeah. we, need, we need some more hits like I that. I want Kissing Styles to do a whole album. Like just a, just doing nothing but back and forth. Oh, who we, who we want to do a whole album together? Can I? I mm. I'm still waiting for the Nas A Z joint album. I was. Just, it's funny you say that. I was just thinking that. Shit I want like that one. I still. I'm still waiting for Fabulous and Lil Mo to do an album together. <laughs> How crazy would that be? Fab and Lil Mo a whole album? That would be dope. Come on, man. <laughs> Fab Lloyd Banks. Yeah. That would the be Punchline dope. King and yeah. come on. Nah, I want to see. Um, Busta Rhymes and M.O.P. do an album Ooh. together. Just all energy. Like, just, Ooh, yeah. just niggas just yelling. Yeah. You yeah. know, just yeah. mad That'd be energy. real nice. Yeah. And, you know, just some producer. Jay-Z Nas. I mean, it's... Like I'm a real album. Like, the I'm Jay, assuming it's gonna that Jay doesn't put his verse in after he lets yeah. hear Nas' <laughs> verse. And, like, you know. I'm assuming it's going to happen in our lifetime, I think. You think so? Like, I don't know. Because I, I saw Nas and Swiss put something up. I wasn't sure if it was, like, one song or a whole album. Oh, Swiss is doing a new Nas album. I don't know. Yeah. I saw, no, like, Nas, Nas said that. Is it an album? Oh, yes. Swiss is doing a new album. Because right, so he said the, the album he made with Kanye was weird. He called it weird. All right. So now I get it. Now I see what's happening, right? So Nas is going to do an album with all the fucking best producers. Yeah. That's hopefully, what's happen. Hopefully. And then he's going to do the album with Jay. And just we'll see. top it all we'll off. See. Jay, Jay they was giving you a little Jay hit. They dropped albums back to back. Jay don't like nobody standing in his light. <laughs> um, we in Brooklyn. I don't want to get struck down. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know. We know <laughs> this. Oh, oh we good. We, we know this. Bad. I forgot. We got. We good. Jay don't like nobody standing in that light, man. It's like yeah. Nas drop an album. Okay, me and my wife <laughs> dropping one two days later. Yeah. You can't be in the light. Yeah, you can't. Uh, this particular one, no. I just want to kind of give you some yes. some jewels on why this is ill. But it's extremely rare, you know. It's a super rare wine. Uh, this particular producer, and he he does. This is one vineyard. Charm Chambertin is okay. one vineyard, but he gets grapes from a bunch of different parts of Burgundy. Um, you know, the prices change with that. Uh, but 
this particular producer, the wine is just rare. They make um, 90,000 bottles per year. Wow. Right? And to, like, to give you some perspective on that, like, Dom Perignon makes 90,000 bottles a week. Or, oh, like, wow. or more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh. At the end of the day, this shit is just like sneakers. This is some exclusive, dead stock Exclusive, right. And you're not going to find it no more. So that's why Dujac came dope. I brought this because, you know, we in Brooklyn. We talking about 98, great years. It's great third, year, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Dujac received a little bit of celebrity in like the hip hop world. No jewels in this paddock for Lee. It's complicated, three million a piece. That's how we do time. Dujac by the mag, that's how we do wine. Jay-Z dropped that. You remember that line, Dujac by the mag, that's how we do wine? Okay, all right, that yeah. On the, um, what's that song? The shit with Khaled and Because Jay's one of those, see, this is the thing about Jay. Jay will say some stuff that you don't even know. You just yeah. say, you, you, when you say in the song, singing a song, you say it, but you don't know what it means. Now it's like, you Yo, make the correlation. That's why I'm doing this show, bro. I like it. Thank you. I'm so glad we got that. We got like that on it. camera, too. Um, you know, and we got some Dujac Magnums here as well. Can we get the yeah. Can we get the mag? So we also brought a Magnum of okay. um, 2011. Oh, no, it's a 2012. What vineyard is this? This is uh, this is a village wine. Oh, okay. So this is the village wine. So this is Maurice Saint Denis. This is a village wine. But at the end of the day, Dujac by the mag. That's how we that's do how wine. we do wine too. I like it. I like it. You know it. what I'm saying? I like it. And we in Brooklyn, so wait. Make sure they get a shot of that. Yeah. Make sure they. <laughs> That's how we do wine. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into 98, though. 98 was a great year. 98, I tell people this all the time, 98 was my rebirth. I started doing stand-up comedy professionally in 1998. Oh, shit. And from that day, my life changed unbelievably from July 27th, 1998 till today sitting here July with you. July 27th, you got the date. Yeah, I just celebrated my 20 year anniversary. Uh, mm-hmm. My cousin and I, my cousin Sherrod Small, we started doing stand-up comedy same exact day at a comedy club that had an open mic show where you had to bring one person as a guest and you had to pay $5 to get on stage. Right. So he paid $5 and he was my per- one person and I paid $5 and I was his one person. And we started July 27th, 1998. And, uh, that's funny, you said my little brother Jordan sent me a picture the other day, he was at my mother's house, and sent me a picture uh, that my mom had at her house from me in 91, like flat top, <laughs> you know, shorts on the big baggy uh, yeah. silk jacket, and it said 91, and I texted him back and said, seven years later, my life began, and it all started in 98. That's crazy, man. How did that first show go? Uh, first, show was, <laughs> first show was okay, but I had been on stage before that, and it okay. went horribly bad. Uh, I was in uh, Harlem and I, there was a guy outside barking. You know, barking is you try to stand outside and solicit an audience. Right. Comedy show starting in 10 minutes. Hey, you want to come see a comedy yeah, show? Yeah. Hey, comedy show. Special. Yeah, and my boys yeah. were with me and they like six of my boys and they were all like, hey, we'll pay to come in and watch the show if you let him go on. And I thought I'm funny with my friends. I'll be funny on yeah. stage the same way. Booed off stage within two minutes. But the excitement from walking to the stage from the yeah. back of the room was the most excited I had been about maybe anything else in my life. Maybe, maybe nothing in my life. So I knew that I had to do it again at some point. And that's when I started get, taking it serious and writing every day and, you know, just being a people person, being observant, pop culture, politics, race relations, relationships, mm-hmm. just pr- trying to be worldly so I can talk about very many things. And 98 was the year I started. That shit is crazy because, like, comedians have to be, like, just like you said, up on everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. comedians are, like, modern-day philosophers. We're philosophers. We're newscasters. <laughs> we're... Uh, reporters where we we have to know about everything and even though sometimes you know the 
the, the consciousness of America is talking about something, sometimes I'll feel like, I don't want to write a joke about that. But in the back of my mind, I know I should have at least something to say about it because that's what people are talking about. So we always have to be on the pulse of what's going on. Do you ever talk about stuff you don't care about? I, I try not to because I can't give it the same kind of dedication if I don't care about it. And I'll, I'll be honest, like I'll let people know if something happens in the news, you know, one of these pop girls that I don't know. Yeah. Bubblegum. Catch me outside. One, yeah, one of those. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'll tell the, the audience, like, hey, I don't know who that is. I couldn't pick her out of a one woman lineup. Yeah. But since you guys seem to care about it, you know, I'll make a joke that way. Let it. The joke will be that I don't know who it is. Like, right. so I'll keep it honest, like that. I like I'm not into the person. I'm not following them, and I'll make it funny from that angle. Have you ever considered? Like using music in in any of the productions that you do, or I like have that. an interesting concept that I want to try. Uh, I'm going to do a mixtape with one of my friends, mm, okay. and what we're going to do is no, no, no. What we're going to do is he spits, <laughs> he spits. But what we're going to do is we're going to do like an EP where it'll be uh, me doing a bit. So it'll start off with me on stage, live recording. I'll tell a joke that correlates to the song. Mm. So from the joke, you know, the laughter, explosion, explosive, explosion of laughter. Laughter goes down, beat comes up, and the song that's is about dope. the same topic. Yeah, that's L. So it's almost like a, a a snippet of a joke before it gets to the song. Like, right, you know, right. like a, they get, they, that's not the word I was looking for. What's found on on your joke? Yeah, like over three and a half minutes. Right, that's dope. Right, that's L. So man. I'm gonna try it and like. see what happens. I know Dave Chappelle goes on stage sometimes with a live band and yeah. does stand up over jazz. Uh, I've seen it done to music, so I'm just gonna try it. With hip hop, Jamie Foxx was doing some dope comedy and music shit. Yeah, he was. He would actually sing a few songs. Then yeah, do stand up. Yeah, that shit right. was crazy. Like, yeah. I'm actually saying he he need to do that shit again, man. Right, right. Because like, right. he was on some Deion Sanders Jordan shit. Like, you know, baseball, basketball, yeah. and then as long as you're good at both, it's like people. You know, if you're good at one and bad at the other, then it kind of sucks to see. Right. But if you, you know, on top of your game in both arenas, that's right. great. That's that's a good thing to see. Like, that's very different, very unique, and you get. Two audiences to appreciate your art. So I, I, I noticed from talking to a lot of other artists and shit, everybody seems to have another talent. I don't know like, <laughs> why that happens. Like one, my, like my man um, King Kurt from the Sporty Thieves, right? right. Sporty Thieves in '98 again, cheapskate, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Shit. Like and the th like I got pissed off because like. You know everybody knew him for pigeons, but they have fucking bars, yo. Them guys like listen to that Street Cinema album. Yo, he paints, and he's like a great painter. Really? You know? That's real art. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I don't is know. What's my other, other my other, other art? Uh, like, and if you don't, don't feel like I'm a I'm a you know. I'm a super athlete. I know I could, I could play football. I could play basketball. Yeah. Uh, football. I was a quarterback and a cornerback. I could I could throw a football a country mile. Got you. So you like the um yeah you want some Deion Sanders shit? Yes. Really, yes. Basically. Yes. Like. Come from a comedy show. Jump on a helicopter, <laughs> go to the game. <laughs> and let me ask you this, right? Can someone make it on your top five? Like, because we can all appreciate songs. Right. But, but well, if they don't write. But this is an interesting write, question. Come on. Come on with the question. <laughs> if they don't write everything, can they make it to your top five? And I only, I preface that with, I'll go through all these 98 albums. I'll tell you who fucking engineered that shit. Right. Like, I was that kid. Right. And so I'm, I'm very serious about it. However... At the same time, I take things as they are. Right. So I have rules to how my shit is set up as far as like who I can put in that higher. Your credibility. Right. Okay. Who's your five? Shit. I, I, 
See, I don't want to like throw this out and oh, I'll fuck it. I'll go first. It no particular order. Go ahead. All right, I'll, I'll give you my five because I, yo, I wrote a. Book. You got it in order. Top five, number one, Biggie, of course. Um, and you know that's just uh, Who Shots is the best rap song of all time. <laughs> like your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch. Like what he said. He said, um, "I leave rashes on the masses." Bumps, bumps and, and bruises, bruises blunts and land cruises. Like he was just talking shit at that point. Okay. You know, um, and it was also a radio hit. If you remember right. when Who right. Shot You came out, that shit was a radio hit, and it's also one of the most gangster songs of all time. Shit's never been done. But and it's lyrical. So okay. best song of all time. Beat and bars, right? Beat, exactly. Um, so Biggie gets number one, Hove gets number two. Okay. Actually, I'm pardon me, I'm sorry. Let me reverse that. Hove gets number one, Biggie gets number two. Okay. Um, I'm a little drunk right now, so I was mixing. It's up all good. <laughs> Hope Hope is number, number one, one. Biggest, number, biggest two. number two. Number three goes to Nas. I will get that to Nas. Like, I mean, it's fucking Nas. Like, right. I don't right. got to say too much. Right. Like, um, Not like you're going to get a lot of back talk. Yeah, you won't get no back talk on that. Number four goes to uh, Slick Rick. No, I'm sorry. It, it's always a toss up. Wow. My shit be changing. Okay. I'm gonna go with Slick Rick on number four. And why is that? Yo, Slick Rick was fucking nasty, man. Like, Slick Rick gets that because of the artist storytelling album. Everybody gives him his shit for the early shit. Mm -hmm. But when he came home from jail, he had like the one album, the one whack album that dropped when he was in jail right. and, you know, sitting in my car waiting for you, some shit like that. But the artist storytelling? Had the real estate behaving type choosy. Wanna palace make the sh beige and like blue, please. Slick Rick was just on some other shit. Okay, who's and five? Then number five is Ice Cube. Like, whoa, okay. I mean, death okay. Like, that death certificate is ridiculous, but he damn near birthed gangster rap, kind of. No, he did. He wrote the whole NWA album, so he did. And then when you think about NWA transition, uh, yes, NWA, but then you also got to think about what's his name? Schooly D, I think his Schooly name is. Schooly D, from, yeah. From Philly. From Philly. Um, but Schooly he, D was gangster. Ice Cube was you know, influenced by him, but no one right. took it to where Ice Cube took it. Right. And then fuck the rap, because for me, what he's done also since comes then. down to impact. Okay. Like, that's the other thing that I think for me differs with a lot of people's top five is I got to think about talent. Uh, uh, longevity and cultural then, impact. And then impact. Like his, all of these guys, they shit made significant impact. And yo, Ice Cube, like there's people that fucking love that guy that don't even know he raps. Yeah. Off yeah. of shit that he still wrote though. Yeah. He he, you know, he never gets enough credit, so I always make sure I keep him. Man, that's that. a good one. Cute. And Eminem is a close six. Is your but it's just I can't put honorable mention. He's the best technical rapper of all time. Okay. If you if you go to technique technical shit mm. like who can rap best the fastest who can rap the best like true shit mm. who can rap the best conceptual shit like his shit it's like a superpower for him it's weird but yeah. okay yeah, as far as technical technical rap no I get skills, it I get it I give it to him because, you know what Eminem is his his talent his talent is he knew he knew that if I'm gonna play in this sport that is all black yeah. I got to really be dope to play in this sport. Work it's like a shot. black man in corporate America. My dad always says, you got to work three times as hard as a white guy to get half the money and half the promotions that he will get. Right. But that's just the sport you're playing in. You know what I mean? So Eminem knew, like, if I'm going to work in here, I'm going to work in this realm, 
I gotta be better than the best, the best guy. We switching this. We going to the, we going to the Dujac mag. You know what I'm saying? From Connoisseur, Tony Rock. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. You on your Connoisseur shit now, <laughs> hey, man. Hey man, now I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, we going to the Dujac mag. This is Maurice Saint Denis. Um, it's spelled Saint Dennis. Which one is it? Is this Village or is this? Yeah, this is a Village wine. Okay. Yeah, so this is the Village wine, and That's this good. is on the lower elevation. This is like where everybody be chilling and living at. This shit is like. The penthouse. Up in the up in the penthouse. Okay. Yeah. So, but this is also, I mean, you know, this is literally the best Pinot Noir in the world. Like we drink it right now. Man. Nice. You know. So, Eminem, he gets his honorable six. mention. Yeah. Okay. And if I can't argue with your five, so I can't argue. So, where would you go with it? I, uh, no particular order. No first order. and foremost, I'm gonna go. Uh, the I, off top, I'm going Big J Nas. Okay, so now my five is just, I gotta find the last two. Isn't that crazy how that happens? Like, everybody just kinda has yeah. to choose. Right? right, I gotta go, I gotta go Rakim. Mm. Rakim wrote rhymes a different way, spit rhymes a different way, never cursed in a song. I noticed that. Never said bitch, whole nigga, never, once in a song so said me, a curse word. Let me ask this. You give, you give somebody more props for not cursing? Just because it's so easy to curse now. Right. It's so easy to say nigga and trigger. <laughs> it's just too easy. Everybody's used to It's like that push yourself before. to be more creative to right. say, you know. Yeah, yeah. So Rakim, Rakim's the guy that I truly believe could go in a studio right now and still make a hot album. Still. The Rakim in the top five thing has always interested me because I feel like that's a generational thing. Everybody that's at a certain place, they always put Rakim. Right. And they always, they, they don't speak about the same thing, but they like talk about, you know, scientific shit. Right. But, and don't get me wrong, I love Rakim shit, but he doesn't automatically go into my top five. Like, it didn't okay. connect with me like that. But at the same time, I can hear his shit and understand but you know how what? he influenced you'll hear You'll hear paid in full tonight and yeah, say, exactly. damn, I, I, I should have put him in the five. <laughs> He's the guy that, like everybody else, when you talk to the guys, that 90, you talk to the 98 era, they'll, Rakim everybody, was the man, everybody. Rakim was the guy, Rakim, that's another reason. He's the guy that, across the board, Eminem will say Rakim. Yeah. You say Cube, Cube will say Rakim. Slick Rick will say Rakim. So I gotta go Rakim and five, I'm gonna go LL Cool J. Long longevity, creativity, cultural impact, Facts. Uh, bars. Yeah, bars there. He was like on a decline. People were saying LL was done. He came back when Mama said knock you out and took over hip hop for the next three or four years. Yo, my favorite LL Cool J joint of all time. And this is this is a sore spot for me because I was a Huge cannabis fan. Oh so man, inspired. yeah, I know. LL in battle mode was that's nothing. In battle mode, he was even better. What the fuck? I thought I conquered the world, crush Modi, hammer and ice tea's girls. But still, niggas wanna instigate shit. I battle any nigga in the rap game quick. Name the spot. I make it hot for your bitches, female rappers too. I don't give a fuck, boo. He took out. He took out ice tea. He took out Kumo D. He took out cannabis. He took out hammer. Yeah. In battle mode, he was crazy. LL was that dude. First, he'll kill you. Then he'll go to work on you. <laughs> like and honorable LL. mention, you don't get my honorable mention just mm -hmm. because just, he's always been a dude to me. Grand Poobah Maxwell. 
Honorable mention. Thank you, man. That's Honorable another motherfucker mention. that don't get his props. Grand Pooba, yo, his Honorable shit was mention. so smooth. He was the guy. He was the guy that was like, uh, "I'm so cool, it's a lifestyle." He was the one hit the chop shop, tell him fade the side, let a wolf on top. Mm -hmm. Jabo's yeah. hanging baggy backpack <laughs> on the back. That's just my fl yo. He was just ah. Uh. Grand Pooba was the first rapper. Like you wouldn't catch his shit until like four bars later. As the, as, <laughs> like, oh. as the jewels jingle on the hot youngest single little stunt, a forty and a blunt is all she really want. Yeah. His lifestyle was. It's, it's like I picture him just sitting outside of the projects, just watching everything yeah. and just writing the songs. Yeah, yeah, nah, Grand Poobah. Like Grand Poobah was so his it was just the coolest. Yo, he, he was he was like a Mace type before Mace. He right. was like like Mace was like his lifestyle was how he rapped. What he lived, what he did, H I H A W A I, -I yeah. all that. Okay, good. But Grand Poobah did it before him. Yeah. And of course, we missing so many. Don't I know? I don't want people saying you didn't. If, I know I left out Cube. I know I left out Eminem. I know I left out Scarface. Yeah, shit. I know that. You I heard know that deeply rooted album. I know I left out Andre 3000. Yeah. So I know, I know, I know, I know. But I only had five. I had an interesting, I was in Atlanta last week and I recorded a show with these great ladies from Atlanta and we would talk, we, we talked about Spodioti Dope Delicious Angel, mm -hmm. fucking amazing song. And um, we got into the conversation of who's better, Big Boy or Andre. Nah, and it's, it's that's not that's not that's like who's better run a DMC. It's like no, they're not they're not separate. They're, they, they're here. They're not separate. Yeah. They they're here. They're you know, one piece. You know what? And I'm, I bring I, I always push that argument because I feel like Big Boy don't never get his fucking. Credit. No, he's a lot of times I be speaking to I, people I, I, like, oh Andre. Yo, Big I don't separate Boy him. is a savage. I don't. They don't work without the other. One doesn't work without without the other. Yo, even the um Sir Lucius Left Foot album. That shit was crazy. Yes, and then the last yes. one, Boom Verse? Yes, yes. Big Boy just decided, like, yo, I'm just going to fucking rap. He, and he Andre don't want to rap? All right, I'll, I'll do it. Like, I'll just do it. it. Yeah. And he drops, like, rap albums on a low. He's dope. But he's, he's dope. another dude Big that Boy's don't dope. get his props, man. Yeah. I like celebrating the under-celebrated people. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the shit, you know. I mean, Dujakis. Those are the ones that keep, like, the guys that are uncelebrated, like, the... the the guys that are still in the trenches, that feel like they're still in the trenches, those mm. are the guys you got to really respect because they know... The work is gonna always resonate with the truest, uh, you know, fans. Right. So I, those are the guys I respect. Right. Before we get out of here, I wanna, um, I always try to make sure I leave people with some type of jewel, something that you could okay. carry away. Okay. With regard to uh, the type of wine that you like, right? Now this is a like good one. This is real. This whatever. This, this is good. This I might like this one better than the the penthouse. I might oh, like the shit. village. Yeah. Yeah, the village joint. Right? Yeah. You know, I didn't really get into this as much. The, the 98 Dujac. This that, is good. That, that did it for me. I ain't going front. But um, this is a Burgundy. This is a wine from Burgundy. This is my favorite region in France. This is a Pinot Noir. Very easy, drinkable grape. You can pair it with mad shit. This is actually my favorite type of red wine. So, okay. like, Burgundy is my favorite region because they only use my two favorite grapes. They use Pinot Noir grapes, which are my favorite red. And they use Chardonnay grapes and okay. white. And they Chardonnay shit does not taste. So you could see a grape and say that's a Pinot Noir grape. Nah, I can't. Okay, Definitely. okay. Just making sure. I, yo, nah. Just I making just, sure. It's the back of the lake. You <laughs> <laughs> kept it 100. <laughs> nah, I read it right here. It's Different regions, they are. They'll only use a, a specific type of grape. Like right. uh, a certain. They'll only use different regions. They'll only use a certain varietal because 
all those different things I mentioned, the temperature, the soil, mm-hmm. the elevation, all those things, they all equal to making the best type of Pinot Noir grape in these areas that they are. Do and they still stomp on the grapes like the ladies in the, in the big um, vats stomp on the grapes? You know what? Do they still do they stomp on grapes? Is it a traditional you're, process um, still? You go to Portugal, it's all they do. They still stomp on the grapes? Yeah. So Portugal must make great wine also. So port, fortified wine, they, use, they call it foot treading, stomp on the grapes in the vats. And what they say is that, so Pinot Noir is a thin-skinned grape. Right. So you crush it, you don't get much of the flavors out of the skins because the skin's just micro thin anyway. Right. Um, Portugal, the grapes, they're really thick. So if you press them, if you use like a real like, you know, a wine press, right. you'll get too much of the stuff of the skins out of it. But when you use your feet, it's gentle. Okay. All right. So you get a little bit of that, um, a little bit kind of leaches out just chemically from being um, steeped in the juice. But it's gentle, you get the right ratio of juice to stuff out of the skin. Nice. Where Pinot Noir, that just matters less. Okay. Right. Okay, if you want to know, that's the white guy that knows more about wine than these two black guys right here. Exactly. You can't have a wine show with two brothers without gotta, the white guy in the background that knows more than both one. of us. You got to keep one, man. You got to gotta keep one. Well, you ask the question we don't know the answer to, white guy chimes in from the back. Exactly. We were talking top five rappers. Top five rappers, he was in the back on a phone call. Wine, he's like, hey, I got it, black guys, I got Yo, it. Yo, you'd be surprised, though. <laughs> Yo, you know what, though? Like, so I work, we work on wine pairings in my office pretty much every day. All we talk about in my office is wine and hip-hop. That's okay. it. Okay. Like, I, I, I told you, man, that's a good job. we got going on That's a good job to have it's right a, there. I love what I do. Yeah. I'm always bringing the hip-hop in, and Craig is talking about the wine, and we kind of go back and forth. But Craig, Craig is like a fucking hip-hop dude right now, so, like... He, like, you would be surprised, man. Craig, I wouldn't be surprised if Craig is up, he got a reservation up in here tonight. Nice. You know what I'm saying? You might see him in a section across from you. It fits, man. Hip-hop and wine fits. (laughs) You know why? Because hip-hop is aspirational. Everybody's rapping about, you know, aspiring and being better and being greater and richer in a better place in their life. And the wine is a reflection of that. That's why Jay-Z made sure he said this to let people know I'm in a better place in my life. If you know wine, then you know that I'm here now as opposed to being... You know, forty on on the corner. I'm yeah. here now. Yeah, like you don't want to see no forty old dude with braids right, on right, and fucking right. Right. You gotta you gotta grow. You, got, you have to grow up. Is. You gotta grow up. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully you grow better. You grow up a better person. That's it, man. Drink Dujac by the mag. Dujac, well, shout out Dujac, my new AKA from now right. on. Dujac <laughs> rock. Dujac. Dujac rock. Uh. <laughs> we gonna bounce so. Uh, I think you gotta make the toast on this one, man. I feel like the last time I saw what, you. What was, was a, what was the toast last time? Um, you was a little inebriated. I was last I feel time. Like yeah. You was a little inebriated. Yeah. We had a good time last time. Yeah. There was a lot of shots there. Um, we not we not toasting with shots. <laughs> we we toasting with some wine. You know. Also, give your fans a message. No pressure. No. Pressure. Uh, to, uh, to the fans, I just want to say thanks for supporting me for the last twenty years and uh, you know keeping contact with me and I'll keep in contact with you guys. The tour dates will continue. The TV shows will continue. Like my little brother Jordan says, as long as you have a TV, I'm gonna be on it. Yo, where's Jordan at? Can we get Jordan? Jordan Rock. Can we get Jordan on? Jordan Rock, my favorite comedian in the whole world, has a new movie coming out on Netflix on August... What is it? What's the date? Uh, 
August 24th. August 24th. Oh, What's the right name here. of it? Uh, Tell them the name of the movie. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, yeah. Check out the Boom. after party. Two for one. <laughs> Where you getting that at? The after party on Netflix, August 24th, starring Young Jordan Rock. He's on tour called the Before I Sit My Ass Down tour. Before I Sit My Ass Down. Yeah, got another two months before I sit my ass down. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get you some wine, too, uh, in a second. But thank you for joining thank us, you. bro. Appreciate thank you. Appreciate it. Wine and hip-hop. Mm. This concludes another moment in wine and hip-hop.